0: I'm Jazz Garrett from the Capital City on KINY. Juno Police Department has begun an investigation after a 29-year-old man was found dead at Cope Park on Monday afternoon, according to Juno Police Department Spokesperson Lieutenant Craig Campbell.
1: The death is not considered suspicious at this time. JPD received the call, I think it was about 12.52 p.m., and it came in as a welfare check on the 29-year-old male, and then I think about 15 minutes later, we got another call from an unidentified person that, that person was located deceased.
0: The investigation is still underway and the next of kin has been notified. Debbie Driscoll, Vice President and Director of Consumer Affairs for AELMP, gives an update on power outages occurring due to the
1: wind. So as you can see out the window, the, the wind right now is really bad, and um, we're anticipating that we'll probably have quite a few more outages before the storm is through. Uh, the first outage was a tree in the line that came down um, between Ock Bay and the ferry terminal, and um, the crew has cleared that tree and has restored power to that location. There is uh, an additional outage that's occurring on uh, the back loop area, essentially between Montana Creek Road and Wren Drive. And that's um, due to the conductors are making contact. The power lines are slapping together. um, And the crews are actively working on that right now. It's basically all hands on deck. Crew is at the ready. I mean, we anticipate that they're going to be working throughout the whole day and night. And here is how the public can stay up to date. If they don't use social media at all, they can just go to our website, AELP.com, and click on Outage Alerts. There's a, a, a feed that's specific to our website there that's updated in real time. Um, and then we also additionally post to Facebook and to Twitter slash X.
0: Driscoll says there's a new easy way to report outages in your area. There's a
1: couple ways they can report outages. Right now we've um, uh, we've updated our system so you can actually text an outage um folks can just text the word outage to 55050 we have that listed on our website and on social media as long as they're using a cell phone that's associated with their account and then they don't have to you know wait on hold or talk to anyone they can just text the word outage to that number and uh alternately they can of course just call our office but we also want people to know that if if they see that multiple people are out in like their whole area is out, they don't need to call us because we already know about it. She advises the community to take precautions. Just that folks in this weather should be prepared to make sure your cell phone is fully charged, make sure you have you know, um, you know, warm clothes in case it starts to get cold, that you have a flashlight or candles as it starts to get darker earlier, and that, you know, folks are careful if they're outside because this high wind could certainly bring down trees and power lines. And if they do encounter a power line to stay far away. National Weather Service
0: meteorologist Rick Fitch gives details on the storm.
1: Well, it's not going to last very long. This is uh, associated with a low used to be a storm force low 50 knots or better that is right off the outer coast and tracking off to the northwest uh here in juneau it did not expect uh, the winds to get as high as they did we were expecting uh, wind gusts to be around 50 miles an hour as opposed to 65 miles an hour uh, but it came on pretty strong and very fast uh, like things have been farther south uh, ketchikan and Metlakatla and uh, Heidelberg, farther to the south, they got hit hard with some high winds as well.
0: The strongest winds recorded Monday afternoon were at the Juneau International Airport at 65 miles an hour. The high wind warning is expected to end tonight at 6 p.m. Coming up next, this October is the first official Filipino American History Month in Alaska. That story next with News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett. The Juno douglas City Museum hosted Hundreds Friday for a brand new exhibit recognizing Filipino history in Alaska, but the celebration of Filipino American History Month didn't stop there. Hundreds more came to the Filipino Community Hall Saturday and Sunday for a neighborhood cabaret and potluck. The history of the Filipino community in Juno has been here for over a hundred years. Executive producer of the project, Tasha alzarde explains what inspired her to organize the this historical display. The project is called Manga Cuento,
2: which means the stories in Tagalog. Um, And basically it had started because out of like a desire to really just be able to collect the many and diverse and rich stories of the Filipino community here and try to create a narrative that has never been put together before and
0: share that narrative with the rest of the Juno community. The project also includes a podcast and educational website. The museum exhibit will stay up until November 22nd. This is the first official Filipino American History Month in Alaska.
2: Filipino American History Month was passed into state statute earlier this year after Representative Genevieve Mina had, she's a friend, so I have to say, like, really proud of her. She became the second Filipino legislator in the Alaska legislature just this year, and her first bill that she had passed was this FAM bill, and so it enshrined FAM into state
0: statute. Artistic Director of Theater Alaska, Floridolino Lagondino, talks about their collaboration being able to share the musical stories of, of uh, Filipino Americans, it's really great to hear also the Tagalog
1: in the songs in the um, in the hall. I think that um, connecting to our roots as Filipinos, particularly for the older generation, uh, it's really great to hear that. And then also
0: it's a great opportunity for the younger generation to be able to learn those songs. LSR Day also emphasizes that the nonprofit Philcom's memberships are much lower due to the pandemic's impacts. Philcom is facing some challenges. I,
2: people should be involved um, and regardless of whether you're Filipino, part Filipino, mestizo, whatever, like if you want to engage with your Filipino identity, culture, history, just learn about it, then being involved is a great way to do that. That's kind of the main message that I've kind of been trying to share through all the historical research done. And so to have that paired with musicians today,
0: the Coast Guard cutter Reef Shark hosted free public tours in Juneau Saturday. The Reef Shark is an 87 foot long Marine Protector class vessel homeported in Juneau. Lieutenant Junior Grid Kane Alex captain of the Reef Shark, explains their missions.
3: Primarily search and rescue, that's our first and foremost. Um, Living marine resources, so um, enforcing uh, fisheries laws, federal fisheries laws, um, and then also ports, waterways, coastal security, that type of thing. Those are like three primary day-to-day, but like I said, we'll respond to just about everything that sector or district calls us to do.
0: With only 12 people and their crew, the Reef Shark relies on technology for smooth sailings.
3: We rely on a lot newer tech, and we still do fall back in, uh, on the older stuff, like the sound-powered phones we were going over, like the Dixie Cup and in the, in the dental floss there to talk. But that newer technology really helps us reduce the size of the watch. On older, larger platforms, you would be hard-pressed to find a two-person watch. Like I said, on, on larger platforms, you'd have a quartermaster of watch, a helmsman, a lookout, a deck and a con, multiple people. And then on the 87-foot platform patrol boat, that watch size shrinks because of that tech. And then also it's a smaller bridge and that really helps us do our job more efficiently and effectively.
0: Given that the reef sharks area of responsibility is so big, roughly the size of Florida, they often go four to five days without pulling in for fuel or water
3: small boat tight quarters we only have 300 gallons of water on board we only have 2,800 gallons of fuel on board if you're strategic about it you can stretch it or if you can pull into a a place that has lets you top off on fuel and water like Huna or Petersburg which is another 87 down there the pike it helps extend that patrol
0: and he adds what he likes about southeast Alaska
3: since being in Juneau um, I think that uh just the really in Southeast Alaska in general, just seeing how tight knit the community is and, and I'm not a local, obviously I move around quite a bit as well as most people in the Coast Guard do, but seeing how tight knit the community is and how everybody knows pretty much everybody, it's just it's just a cool it's a cool feeling and that's something that I, I really appreciate and like about Southeast Alaska and it's definitely like a reason to come back.
0: Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett.